Good morning, good afternoon, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am E5 Bayo, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, pillow, hell, sit right here on the stoop. Get you something cold to drink, something hot, water, tea, soda, juice. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere, get your drink on, and I mean that. First off. Last night, I was, you know, running through my... I play games. Because up here, first let me tell y'all, up here, upstate, 
right? I live five hours outside of New York. So I live in the rural part, right? They call this more like farm town. And, you know, you can drive around without really having a license, things like that. People drive their tractor trailers and stuff. But see, when it snows, you ain't going nowhere. And if you do, you ain't going too far, right? And like I try to explain to people, getting here, it's not a problem, right? We may not have a lot of snow, but we got snow. But all those other little rural places you got to go through, sometimes they didn't get their snow plowed or moved or didn't melt. So, man, I ain't complaining. Don't get it wrong. I love where I live. I appreciate the little town I'm in. I am. It is peaceful. It's quiet. I appreciate it, right? For the meantime that I'm here, for however long that they need me here, I appreciate it. I ain't complaining. So, I don't really go too far when it's snowing. Like, the summertime, I work, work, work. Oh, I bust my behind. I enjoy. And I save my money. I don't spend on unnecessary things because I'm stacking. And I did this last year, and I'm very appreciative of what I did. I stacked my coin. So I know in winter, we going to be in until like April. It's March now, so April. April is when it started getting warmer and stuff like that. So, because it's getting ready to snow again today. So, I stacked my coin because I know I ain't going to be going too much or too far. So, I enjoy it. You know, rent whatever movie or, and then when the summertime come, I cancel everything. I, for what? I'm hardly in the house. So, and I put it all back together in the winter. And whatever I didn't catch up on the summer, I catch up. I'm not that person to be like, oh, oh, they said this series is great. This series is good. No, no, no. Right? So, this time, you know, I done caught up on all the shows and stuff. And I play my little games and stuff on my tablet, on my iPad and stuff. And, you know, and then I, I just relaxed. So last night while I was playing my tablet, you know, it's crazy games. You know, like the building the city and things like that, right? Sims. I, listen, I love Sims. Side note, I love Sims when it first came out. I'm going to still love all the up-to-date versions. I am a Sims fan until I get taken off this earth. I'm old school. So I ran across some post from a young brother that I watched grow up. And he was offering his condolences to another young brother. Now, I will say this. I knew his mom before she even had kids. I knew her. I knew when she was pregnant with him. I knew when she had him. I watched this young man grow up. I don't know how he died or, you know, what was his circumstances by it. But I know he was an extraordinary young man. I appreciated him. He busts my ass in words with friends. Oh, he would, he would get me. And I, him and his brother Dave, right? I, they would, they would, they would run fucking trains around me. I always say they cheated, but anyway, he was. He was a cool young brother. I remember when he got his job working at the um, post office, and he stayed all the way up until now. Um, I know he had a son, right? Uh, shout, you know, my condolences to his son, you know, and to his family. And, you know, his name is Derek Curry. 
and he was an extraordinary young man. He would pop junk, man, and, you know, he would, he, he would, he would. He was that person that he would, he would dig at you. Oh, man, to play the dozens with him, he would get you. He would. But he was. He was very respectful. I never saw him be disrespectful to anyone. I'm telling you what I saw with him. And uh, we would have, like, conversations and stuff. And, you know, I know he had left and moved from Queens. And he was living in Manhattan the last, you know. And, you know, he was. Every time I saw him, he would pop junk. And, you know, we would laugh and stuff. And he will go on about his life. And I respect him. And he passed away yesterday. It's different because I watched this young man grow up. To have a child of his own, like I, I saw that, and for him to pass on, um, me and his mother haven't spoken since 2014. I see no uh, reasons on why we should. I do offer prayer to um, the family and my condolences. But I'm not changing that. I'm not going to speak bad about her or, you know, whatever. I, I like the way the situation is from 2014 to now, you know, and I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, I, I do offer my condolences. And I'm a strong believer that, you know, if I don't mess with you or anything, and because I know your kids and know your family, the most I do is offer prayer and a light. And I will mourn. Um, my way, right? All I can do is offer prayer. That's it. And to acknowledge this young man to say, wow. And I have a great love for his aunts and uncles and him, his brother, um, his, you know, his family. And, you know, at the end of the day, still have a love for her. But we've just grown apart and we went our own ways. And there's nothing wrong with that. I can love you and support you or even you know, offer prayer from a distance. Because, see, y'all, majority of people think, oh, well, somebody died. I know they're going to speak to me. No, I, I, I don't have amnesia. I, I'm not forgetting the reason why. And it had to be painful. So, and it's been nine years, damn near. Why stir up something? No. Mm -mm. I, I'm not that person. Um, people got a little upset with me, even when my cousin, me and my cousin, we, we had fallen out, and my aunt died. And they were like, well, you know, are you going to talk some why? I can mourn in my own way. I offer condolences, and that's it. Light a candle, say a prayer, and keep on going. That's all. Don't, don't get amnesia or think that something happened. Oh, my God, we're going to be back friends. No, we're not. I, I'm, I'm letting you know how I am. Now, some people, oh, my God, that's cruel. I done heard... All of it. Oh, that's cruel. You know, forgiveness. Forgiveness is between man and God, not between E5 Bale and the person. No, sorry. 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 I don't have to be well-liked. I don't have to agree with you. And that's the beauty. That's why I honor the friendship and the journey and the experience that I have in my life. I, I'm... I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, that's just the way I am. No, I always leave room for improvement. You always learn something new every day. But I'm not going to. I'm telling you what I'm not going to do. If we had a falling out and it was something serious and it's been years, 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 uh, leave it as it is. 
Why, why are we going back to rehash that? No. If death came, marriage, a baby, whatever, to the people that's important to, my condolences is to his son, to his aunts and uncles in them. His grandfather and his grandmother in them have long been gone. My condolences to his brother in them. My condolences to her because at the end of the day, she's still a woman and she lost a child, her oldest child. My condolences. But I don't need to be like, oh, girl, I need to reach out to you. Oh, my God. No, 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 mm-mm, mm-mm, no. I, I, I don't need to go back to that. So, but it was, it was, it was, it is right now a tough pill to swallow because I watched him. He's only, what, two or three years older than my kids, you know, and um, yeah, yeah. I used to always love his tenacity, you know, because in his his perspective on life and, you know, his grandfather loved him to death. Like, that was his son, you know. So, it it is. It is. And, um, like I said, condolences to his family and his loved ones. And he was a, a really exceptional young man, uh, for real. Very manful um, and... and respectful you know and, and I, I loved where he grew up to be so respect to that respect to that and then you know the, the community lost a, a well-rounded young man that we all had a hand with in his upbringing we all did we all did in that community we all did so um yeah it is, it's hard, you know, to watch, to even know and see that. Um, yeah. So I wanted to say that to the Curry family, um, my condolences, love, you know, prayers, you're in my prayers as always. And, um, to his son, you know, I, I know he's going to watch over his, his son to make sure he grows into the man that, you know, he is, as his grandfather did with him. So, respect. Um, anyway, back on to topic. Um, I've seen and noticed, <laughs> you know, people, when you have or you feel that um, two things I want to talk about. Right. First thing I'm going to talk about is I made a post and it was about because it's Women's Day, National Women's Day to all the women. I love you. Stand up. Respect each other. Love you. Love you as I love myself. Can't pour in love on anybody else until I pour it into me. I put a post up about colorism. Right. Now, <clears throat> you know, you have a lot of people that go, oh, my God, it's no such thing as colorism. You know, we're all. No. Tanya Samuels, which I love, my daughter, Ebony, dark-skinned, beautiful, born black and black, beautiful. And I would get so angry when people would walk up to him. And I got this from Tanya's mom, God bless the day, he by hey, Cassandra. People would walk up to these beautiful chocolate dark-skinned girls. Oh, you're pretty for a black girl. You're pretty for a dark-skinned girl. What the fuck does that mean? Like, for real. What does that mean? Why can't she just be a beautiful young girl? 
Why she got to be pretty for a black girl? Because even as I got older, and I remember when people were asking me my crown, people would automatically think I was the child of Yemaya. Like, automatically. And I remember asking people, like, why, why would you think I'm the daughter of Yemaya? Oh, because you're dark-skinned and you're, you're thick. Ocean's children are light-skinned and pretty hair, you know, and very slender, very shapely. Who in the fuck told you that? Then it was a sister that made a post that said, all dark-skinned children of Oshun will suffer for five years because Oshun don't like dark-skinned girls. Who? Oh, my gosh. And so I, this girl had put up, and she was saying how dark-skinned girls have to work harder, have to do more. And you will find these people, um, even growing up, right? Growing up in my community, my mother always taught us, right? No matter what color you are, you're beautiful and own that. So, I, but I have friends like Lakia and them, where when Stephanie and them, they were very light skinned, very, you know, all of us was beautiful in every shade. But for Lakia and, you know, Teresa and them, Keisha and them, we would say, yo, we going out. And when Stephanie and Dominique and Felicia would say, okay, we all going, they would say, nope, I'm not going. And I used to be sitting there like, wow, why are you not going? And they would really sit there and be like, oh, because all the dudes are going to talk to them. They're light-skinned. So, literally, Teresa and I would stay home. I would go. I don't give a fuck. Because in my head, how I envision it, the dudes that talk to y'all is for y'all. The dudes that talk to me is for me. And mind you, I was thick, big, the whole nine. Right? And they would sit there like they would really argue with people. Me and my sister-in-law, Tressie, would be everywhere. If Stephanie was going somewhere, let's go. And they, these girls, like, they would really be like, oh, them light-skinned bitches, you know, you can't trust them. And I'm like, the fuck? Why, why can't it just be their character? Why I gotta be about their color? But I get it because in some households where I used to sit in, their parents had a hatred for either the dark-skinned girls or they had the hatred for the light-skinned girls. And that is so sick. Like, it's really passed down a generation. Like, my mom and them, right? In New Orleans, you are, they give you the brown bag test. If you dock it in the brown bag, they're not going to give you a lot of love, right? No, real talk. It's even in some places today where they would feel bad for you when you were born dark-skinned. You know what I'm saying? Like... It's like a curse, like, oh, you're going to be like a mammy, you're, you know, dudes are going to run over you, you just settle for any dude that get to you, and, you know, you're, you're never going to be beautiful. My mother had two light-skinned kids and three dark-skinned. She would, she would, she would, at one time, till we start telling her, at one time, man, she would give my brother man the world, like, Whatever he wanted. And I remember one time we were sitting there after we done got grown and we had kids. We said, yo, you ain't going to do that with these children. She was like, what? Nope. Nobody's better than nobody else. Isha's dog, they Quan's light, Samantha's light, little Tressie's light, Dee Dee and them dog. We're not doing that. That we're not doing. We, we went through that. And you're not going to do that with these kids. 
And my mom, she really did. Now, you have some people that tell you to kiss their ass and get out their house, but my mom did. She That part, I will say, she didn't treat none of them any different. If one broke something, she whooped all their ass. They all sat in the back in the, in the uh, backyard and worked that damn uh, garden and the whole nine. She did. She did. But she, like she said, it was it was something that was embedded in her. The light-skinned kids didn't have to do as much as the dark-skinned kids. The dark-skinned kids had to do the laundry and hang the clothes out and mop and cook and clean. And the light-skinned girls, they did, you know, they hung up the clothes or put together the makeup, you know, got their hair pretty. Because men with, with mulatto, you know, men with down in New Orleans, men fawned over the light-skinned. They worked and overworked and beat and abused the dark the darker ones. So, yeah. And, you know, you find those old Southern women, they look at your fingers and behind your ears and see how dark you're going to get because, you, you know, once they used to say the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice, right? Well, that other half of that is you get too black, you ain't no use. That that was their belief, you know? So I say you, you got to change that. You know, I have a dark skin. I have all shades of grandkids. And guess what? They all are the same. No one's better than no one else. We're not playing that game at all. We, we're not playing that game. Because the world already does enough. And unless we learn to have these uncomfortable conversations and deal with it and heal from it, then it's always going to be out there. They're going to get enough to deal with when they get out there in that world. Help them and and love them and show them how beautiful they are while they're in the house with you now. Like, for real. Seriously. Because they, they're going to go through enough. Um, Growing up, like my daughter Isha, oh man, black, but beautiful. And I would, I would be her voice when people would go, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. She's pretty for a dark skin girl. What the fuck does that mean? What are you saying? She's pretty to be a young little girl. What what else does that mean? And it was never a competition. And so when she was growing up and you had like light-skinned girls that would be around her and they would be like, oh, because, you know, she's dark-skinned. And you should be like, okay, but we all girls. So what that mean? Like, you're not going to sit here and put these stigmas on her. No, not, not on my watch. No, they're all children. They're all beautiful. Let's look at their character. Let's develop it. Let's give them all love. No one's better than no one else. Like, for real. I remember when um, her and my, do my daughter and my niece, Samantha, when they were coming up. And I remember um, Miss Charlene and it was like, you know, Samantha looked pretty in this. And I said, no, they both look pretty in it. And that's how I knew my mother really heard us. She said, no, nah, baby, we don't we don't distinguish between one or the other. They, they both my granddaughters, and they're both beautiful because they both have my blood running in them. And my child was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. And I looked at her and I said, you can't teach your old dog new tricks. She's like, get your ass out of here. <laughs> you know, she took them both, you know, to go get some ice cream and send them to the store and let them keep the change and all of that. So it is, but you you have people that, don't want to have that conversation because colorism is real. I've been in people's homes where they go, don't have, and I'm talking about now, even in this day and age, where don't have a baby by a black dude because your baby going to come out with nappy hair and they're going to be ugly. What? Or 
Mm-mm. Don't. I know mothers would be like, don't date no black girl. Mm-mm. No. Uh, you know, Ephi Bell, you dark skin. I couldn't have my son date you. I wouldn't want to date your fucking punk ass son. Like, real talk. But you have that. Because they want light-skinned babies with pretty hair. You know. This shit is real. It's real. But we don't want to have those conversations because we don't want to expose the pain, the fear, the anguish, the all of that. We don't want to expose that. Because now it shows. But... It's not a bad thing, so to speak. I need to know the reason why. My mother and I was taught that because of their upbringing. But then when she saw and acknowledged that it's not that. Like, black children, light-skinned children, children are children. It's it's not their color that's going to make them bad. But because of the racism and all of that, the slavery and all of that, it's trauma. And it's passed down. It's in us. We cry when we have dark-skinned children. We celebrate when we have them high yellow babies. Because in our mind, we think, oh, they're going to pass. We still have that in us. And if you think it's bad out there, see how it is in the spiritual community. When I tell you, people go like, oh, you're a daughter of Oshun. I don't see it. Why? Oh, because you're dark-skinned. You're more like the child of Yemaya. No, crowned Oshun. For real? Oh, well, Oshun must have wanted to heal you or something. They always make amends or some kind of excuse for it. I could walk in the room, your crown? Oshun, you sure? You know, because they crown people the wrong crown. What the fuck is that? You know, but that's their ignorance. And a lot of them, gonna be honest, y'all ain't gonna like me on this one. But a lot of them, because of the way of slavery, colorism in Cuba, over in Puerto Rico, over in Haiti, all over. It is. South Carolina in the South, all of that. It is. You educate people. You find out where they get this fear from, where they get this belief from, and you educate them. Now, some people you're not going to change. Some people you're not. Those are the people you leave alone. It's not for you. Pray for them and move on. Some of them, they'll say, wow, you're right. Oh, my goodness, I apologize. I know a young girl that just started knowing her grandparents because she wasn't light-skinned. She's dark-skinned, and the grandparents didn't want nigga babies in their family. For real. They were from DR. The father's from Haiti. And the mother's from DR. And they just now, it's been, she's 21 or 22. They met her when she was maybe about 17. They met her when she was 17. Yeah. Didn't have nothing to do with this young girl in her life. At all. At all. But that's their belief. Dark skin, they're going to suffer. They're going to be ugly. They're going to have ugly children. When you put up uh, a dark skin, they put up the jiggable babies and stuff. Like, for real. Back in the day, they used to have where you'll have the black dolls and the white dolls or the light-skinned doll, and the kids will go to the light-skinned ones because they were more prettier. 
my pops never brought me a white doll. I, I will say that. Never. Never. Not one. I, I've never had a white doll. Never in my life. Ever. Ever. I would go to friends' houses when I was little and they had, like, light-skinned dolls and stuff. And my father and would be there and... They used to be like, why go? I remember my god sister and all of them would come to my house and they used to be like, Where your light skinned dolls? I said, I don't have a light skinned dolls. <laughs> they used to be like, For real? And I used to be like, No, I have dolls that represent me. And my pops, like, that's what he did to enjoy your beauty, to love it, to love your skin color, to appreciate who you are, to not feel bad. I can be in a room with 50,000 people. I don't care what shade they are. I'm me. I came in this motherfucker as me. So, I'm not here to police you. It could be all the dudes in there. They can go and talk to somebody else. None of it's for me. Okay, I'm not going to feel bad. I'm not going to go over there and dog somebody out or curse everybody out. And then I'm still going to enjoy myself, dance, have fun, and all of that. It's not about how you look. It's your character. Who you are. So, and I'm grateful for that. But, you know, when I put it up, it was a lot of, oh, my goodness, you know, it's not like that. What fucking rock are you living under? Where, where are you at? You know, like, the fuck? <laughs> this is the reason why we don't want these conversations. Why? Because <clears throat> you, you need to. How do we move forward and heal if we're not ready to have these conversations that need to be had? The elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. Without being defensive or being like you're feeling attacked. No one's attacking you. Let's talk about it. Let's see where did you get this this ideology? Where did you get this this method of thinking? Or, you know, who taught you this? And where is it coming from? It's not, you're not bad because you think some way. No, I, I just need to know why and how. And I'm going to respect it. If this is where I've been in the room with Satanists, fucking racists, all of that. And majority of it is from their upbringing. Children are not born racist. They're not. It's taught. It's taught of differences. You're poor, I'm rich. You're, you're black, I'm light. You're a bum, I'm ex exceptional. Like, it, it's taught that way. Because it's from where they came from. Well, how did they, how were you raised? It's not a bad thing, only Shit, I know racists that own it. Shit, I got a friend named Emma. She know I'm the only, she'll tell you, I'm her only black friend. For real. Seriously. For real. She said when she grew up in Georgia, there were no black people. You couldn't be around them. They weren't allowed to. And it's crazy because this is how she changed her thought. Right? Where, when she grew up, there was no black. Nobody black. She had all white friends, went to white neighborhood. You know, black folks was, no, they were horrible. They were monkeys. They were porch monkeys. You know, they, they were coons. And when it was time for her to get older, she needed a job. Those same white people wouldn't give her one <laughs> at all. It was this nigga here, this coon here that gave her a job. So as she was working and stuff, and, you know, we had a, a big array of uh, employees and I remember when she was standing there, she had got mad. She got mad at one of the girls. I think it was Toya. And she was like, you know, these niggas. And I turned around. I took her outside. I didn't embarrass her. I took her outside. And I said, let me explain something to you. Every white friend you had, they didn't give you a job, did they? She was like, no. You know, and I was walking up and down and nobody would hire me. I said, but this nigga here did give you one. So be respectful. 
We all ain't out to get you. The girl wants you to count the register because that's why she was mad at Toya. Because Toya told her to count the register. She's doing her job and you get mad because she didn't want to cut no corners. Respect that. And Amber sat there and she cried because the realization was real. I didn't have to give you a job. It was seven other people I could have gave this to. But it was something in you that I liked. And from this day forward, I do. I have a great love for Amber. I do. I do. I do have a great love for her. Because it was something that was taught to her. And the same way it was taught to you, you can unlearn it. And now she has a lot of friends from all walks of the planet. And she's learning. But the one thing she had to acknowledge, just like everybody else, you got to want to understand and know and learn. You got to want it. And some folks don't. They're happy with what they got. And it's okay. It's okay. Shit. If you love it, I love it even more. I'm not mad at you. But we, we have to acknowledge that. You know? So there's, there's always hope, but it takes a conversation, a conversation, a real one. And most folks are not emotionally equipped to have it yet. And by all rights, it takes, it takes that because not everybody is, is ready for those conversations. Real talk, because it makes you look at your upbringing. It makes you look at the people that are in your life that makes you look at all of that. And most folks aren't ready for that. They really are not. They're not ready. They're not. And I, I'm not mad because I think when you are ready to have these conversations without blaming and being defensive, you hear more and you see it from another person's perspective and from their outlook and their way of life. And it makes it a little more better. <sighs> so, know that there's hope. Now for the second part. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but it happened to me more than I can say. Where you have people don't know what friendship is. Right? Because some of them don't know. They really don't know. They don't. They have no clue. Right? Because if they do something wrong, they think that you hate them. You made a mistake or you messed up. Right? Some things you can bounce back from. Right? So I had a, a person that they kept on calling me saying they want help. They want help. So I told them. I said, meet me. And I moved everything around. So I can give them the time, right? They never showed up. They didn't call. They blocked my calls and everything. Because I called them that day. After that day, I called them three times, which was two times too many. But I did. I called them three times that day. They didn't. Went straight to voicemail. Then it was at the customer's request. And I was like, oh, okay. And I left it alone. Never bothered them. Never said anything. Never, right? Didn't didn't do anything. Kept living my life, right? Didn't didn't say I was you know angry with them or I didn't love them or anything. No. Nope. So today they texted me early this morning. Oh my God, I need help. I said okay. 
didn't even bring up, hey, you know, you left me. I had all these people in place. I, you know, did all of this and you never showed up. So I know they didn't die or nothing because they texted me today. Approximately a year and some months later, right? Oh, I'm just going through. I said, okay, it's all right. And I helped them and wished them well and kept it moving. Doesn't mean I don't love them. And at the end, I said, I said, you know, I love you so much. I'm just like, I love you too. I said, okay. And I kept it going. I found out because I, I had did this one time and it took an older person to really check me. I had asked for something, right? This was years ago. And I believe it was with Jewel. I had asked for something. And, you know, I was complaining. And like, you know, nobody's helping me. Oh, my God. And this lady took not only her money and paid my bill, right? My, my telephone bill. But she also turned around and had everyone there to support me. And you know what I did? I didn't show up. I went and hung with friends. I didn't call her. I didn't say, yo, you know, never mind or, you know, none of that. And when she saw me, and this is why I love Jewel so much. She still got me the job, right? Caseworker for homeless families. She brooded, like, fought every room to make sure that I got in. And once it was over, we were sitting down. She said, let me tell you something. She said, I'm not angry because I don't know how you were raised. She said, I'm not mad. And I still love you. And I still will fight for you. She said, but don't ever in your life with me, I don't care what you do with anyone else, but with me, if you call me and say you need help and I move heaven and hell to make sure you get it and you don't show up, I'm doing the work for something that you want. And you not doing nothing? She said, I'm going to still love you, but I'm going to whoop your ass. And at the end, I'm going to still hug you. And I had to think about that. And I understand what y'all may think. Oh, my God. No, no, I did. Because I'm sitting here saying, I need help. I need help. I need help. And the person that will move heaven and hell, I couldn't even communicate with. Then I became so embarrassed that I kind of stayed away from her. Like, oh, she mad at me or, you know, oh, man, I fucked up. Man, Jew grabbed me and was like, come on, we're going to get something to eat. And never spoke about it. She didn't tell everybody else. She didn't post it. She didn't do none of that. Mind you, I was 20. I had to be 28, 29 when I learned that lesson. Real talk. And it was a growing lesson. Because, see, where I grew up at in South Jamaica, you did something fucked up to your friend, you cut him off, you moved on. You cut your friend off, but you take the nigga back that hurt you, dissed you, had a baby on you, did all that. You take this nigga back 90,000 times. But your girlfriend, she do something wrong. You cut her off, talk about her, talk bad about her, do all that. You know what I'm saying? So that was a norm for me. So I assumed that it was a norm for everybody else. But it wasn't. It was not. And I had to grow up and learn responsibility, accountability. I had to learn. Now, some of y'all, oh, I learned that when I was a kid. Kudos for you then. Great for you. God bless you. I hope you still have it in you and you still do the same thing. 
But I didn't. I learned it later on. You know, learned not to trust people. Oh, I don't trust nobody. You motherfuckers out to get you. Nah. Now, I, I don't trust the ATM. I count my money when it come out of there. But I did take on another perspective. I trust you until you give me a reason not to. That's how I live mine. I don't know about y'all. But anyway, the person was like kind of scared. And I'm like, you got to be scared for what? Whatever reason you had that was on you. You stayed away a whole year and did I change? I remember there used to be a, a cartoon, right? This little drawing where it was a man holding the box. And, you know, he was like, in other words, like, I moved and God's not there. And God, you know, replied, I never left. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right here. Because God was the box. It was a dude with a box and it was... You know, I moved, and I know God is angry, in other words. And God replied as the box, because whoever the man with the box was with him. And he was like, I didn't move, you did. I've been here the whole time. I am the same. I didn't move to her. And I told her that. Like, you know, like, not in so many words, but you text me out of the blue. I answered. I helped you. I didn't say no. I didn't, you know, go in and grill you or anything. We didn't even talk about it. I didn't leave. I'm here. Now, if he was to call me like she did, and he was like, oh, my God, I need help. Well, then let's assess what it is. Oh, okay. Well, you do A, B, and C, and this will help you. Oh, my God, thank you. Okay. I love you. I love you more. Okay. And that's it. It wasn't no, oh, my goodness, you know, I ain't fucking with you. For what? For what? The one thing I will say that even though, and most of y'all may say, well, you know, that's what they call using. You got to set boundaries. No. The one thing I will say, she could have called 50,000 people. She could have. She could have called 50,000 people. You were going away from me for a year and some months. You could have called 50,000 people. You could have went and did 90,000 things. You called the person that you knew that would stand next to you. <laughs> the same way I'm with you. I call 50,000 people. Guess who I know? I don't have to look back because I know who's going to ride with me. I know they got me no matter fucking what. I done tore my ass Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Guess what? Thursday, they right there. Pick our ass up. Let's go. Let's handle this. And that's it. And I ain't got to worry about seeing it on Facebook. Or if I go around people, oh, yeah, they told me what happened. I ain't got to worry about that. See, that's the beauty of friendship. Once it reads social media, we ain't friends then. What the fuck? Are, what, what? What? You picked up the phone to talk to me? You can pick up the phone to tell me? No. No. And if we got a disagreement, guess what? I'm going to see you face to face. What's up? Hey, let's talk. What's going on? That. Not, oh, I don't fuck with telling 90,000 people, but not the person that you should talk to. Nah. See, those are what you call friends. And I remember when someone's like, oh, you know, because that was my friend. And, and my true friends was like, yo, we never met her. So we already know she she was on borrowed time. Like, when I bring you around, like, you meeting everybody. Not everybody, everybody. See, those though everybody. Well, you knew from the cradle to the grave. Like, everybody. They know, no, I see your growth. God bless the dead, man. I remember Kichi. I would, I'll never forget, 
I was sitting outside in front of my building. She pulled up on a bike. And she said, yo, I'm happy you grew up. And I said, what? She said, for real. She said, I love the, the, the growth. Like, I, I love it. That meant everything to me. You know, she's no longer here. She passed on. But that meant everything to me. Because I, I knew where I came from. And I was happy where I was going. Those are friends. Where I see a growth. And I don't need to get in front of a bunch of people. I don't need to clout chase and say all of this on Facebook. When I see you. When nobody else is looking, yo. I see you. You know? I, I remember a brother came up to me. And he was like, yo, keep doing it. And I was like, hmm? He's like, keep doing it. So we watching. Yo, that, that speaks volume. We still friends, you know? Not sexual, not none of that. But you know, I have some friends that only call you for gossip. Oh, they cool. I got some friends that, you know, when something bad happens, they, well, how did it happen? How the fuck I know? <laughs> like, find out like every other black person. Check on Facebook. <laughs> That's what I say. You know, I, <laughs> I got friends that will, you know, oh, I'm friends with everybody and will hang with the very people they dog, trash, talk dogs out and be with them partying like rock stars and will get home and talk mad about them even more. For real. Man, one thing I will say is people are people. But never let that change your character. My father used to always sit and say, be who you are. Be who you are, but own it. If you're going to be a bum, own it. Be the best bum you can be, but own it. If you're going to be a fucking liar, own it. Tell motherfuckers from the door, yo, I'm compulsive. Okay, you know, most people. I have a friend that really tells you that. Like, yo, I will lie my way out of a paper fucking bag. I got a stepsister that will steal the sweet out of sugar. She let you know from the door. I have a friend named Terrence. That nigga will tell you I robs everything. And he will tell you, no, nah, you ain't going to let me in the house. Hell no, nigga. Mm-mm, not at all. I already know who you are. I, if you a snake, I'm going to sit here with you and, and not and, and fall asleep and allow you to bite me. I know you lying. No. If you have a friend that gossip about everything, why would you tell them your personal business? Doesn't mean I don't love them. You're around me for a reason, but there's boundaries. If I know you gossip about every fucking body... Why would I tell you my business? I got a homeboy that gossip about everybody. Everybody. He know everybody's business. Who they baby daddies is, who they baby mamas is, what they did, what they didn't do, how many people they slept with. This dude, this a grown-ass man, 50-something years old, know everybody's business. Why would I sit and tell him mine? So he can gossip? Because if he coming with you with the gossip, trust me, he taking your gossip to everybody else. And... Let me tell you how dangerous he is. If he don't have none knowing about your business, that nigga will make up something about you. Yeah. Yeah. So when you know people like that, you sparingly, sparingly. What up? Yo, what's up? Hey, shout him out on a little Facebook. What's up? What's up? And keep it moving. Be careful. I know sisters the same way. Same way. We'll talk about you like you stole something. We use that word friends so loosely. I call them my associates. I stopped calling them friends. Associates. 
Uh, those associates, those people I know. Friends, we just use it so loosely. You don't even know the person. Oh, my God, it was an instant connection. No, you were trauma bonding. You hated this person. They hated this person. So, y'all had something in common. But what happens when y'all heal? When one of y'all heal? Y'all don't have that same friendship. And I know that. I remember, man, I had a few people. Oh, because I hate this one. She hate this one. She hate this one. We all friends. Now, why we hate them? Yo, at the end of the day, why we care about these people? They're they not worrying about us. Let's move forward. Right? Yeah, now the, the mechanics of the friendship has changed. What we have in common. I don't need to hate. And this person still runs around hating these people and connect with people that hate them. Why? You know how much energy it takes to hate somebody? Nah, that's wasted energy. I ain't got time for that. For real. But you have it. Because people don't really know what friendships is. Yeah, you're going to disagree. You... I'm not going to like everything you like. You ain't going to like everything I like. I, I may love this show and you may hate it. Okay. I'm I'm cool with that. That shouldn't make my friendship any less. But see, what happens is people want you to follow them. I'm a grown-ass woman. No, I'm not. Or then they uh, do something. But talk about you. And then they are going to seclusion. I had a girlfriend that, you know, when I had surgery, I didn't tell nobody because it wasn't nobody's business. Especially the people she told because I don't really talk to them. And so when they saw me, they was like, oh, my God, why are you outside? And I was like, why wouldn't I be outside? Oh, you know, they told me you had surgery. Why? So I called them. Like, why would you? Oh, some people don't think that their life is amazing, so they have to put your business out there. And that's them. But now you have the choice because you already know how they are. You continue to tell them your business so they can put it out there or you limit the shit you share. So, you know, it's really up to you. Boundaries are real. And I put up a post that if you want to know if people respect you, put up a boundary. Because if they don't respect that, they're not going to respect you. So now that you know that, now the the whole friendship has to be readjusted. People, yeah, they have, they have categories that they go in. I got gossiping friends. I got crazy friends. I got racist friends. I ain't going to put them all together in one room. Wow, that's catastrophe. No, not everybody going to get along. And I'm cool with that. Not everybody I get along with. And I'm cool with that. Don't mean I like you or love you any less. Okay. I, I can love you from a distance. And I'm okay with that too. Same way when it comes to spirituality. You know, with God kids and stuff and God parents and all of that. Listen, if it's not working out, bid them adieu. Have a conversation. You know, hey, am I helping you? Are you are you prospering? Are you understanding? You know, and majority of them, when they don't, <laughs> when they don't want to own up, right? Because it, it also goes with that person's character. So majority of people will, oh, no, everything's fine. And then, you know, screenshots is a motherfucker. But if I was to send the screenshots I get, from some of my God kids that be talking about me. Lord Jesus. But I, I do. I, I, I respect it because the person that they were sitting there dogging me out with said, 
did you have a conversation with her? Oh, no, I don't want to bother her. That's the first red flag. My phone worked. Or, no, you know, um, I, 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 I just need someone to talk to and I can't talk to her about this. Well, why? You know, she's approachable. Yeah, no, no. First of all, if it was told that this person is not for you and you still continue to date them, that's on you. I, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I, I'm not in your bedroom. I'm your godparent. I'm not your mama. I'm I'm not in your bedroom. Whoever you fucking, that's on you. Now, if it becomes abusive where you're sitting there and you continue, I'm not gonna bury a child, so I or or a god child. So I'm gonna ask you, you know, do you still want to go further with this? And I I will walk away, you know, to help you, to you know, for you to get up. And I I'll give you your space. I'm not here to. Tell you who do you need to love with and who's in your bed. That's not my business. I, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm your spiritual part. Now, if you choose, you don't want to pick up the phone or you want to go somewhere else. That's on you too. I'm, I'm, who am I? I? But ask yourself. You came, sat in front of Oshun. You think I'm allow you to disrespect my my crown? So. You choose to go somewhere else. You choose to dog it out. You choose to do all of this. Then go. Go. The one thing people tend to forget, though, is I'm not a turnstile. And neither are people. You decide to leave. We had a cool conversation. Okay. See you later. The grass is always greener somewhere else. Remember that, people. And that shit is fact. It's always greener on the other side. Because you know why it's greener? Your ass ain't over there fucking it up. Let's Let's be honest. Oh, well, they over there, they doing this, they doing that. You you won't even put in the work of taking care of your own stuff. But you want to go over there where this house is functional. But hey, okay, if it works for you, and sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. And then you have those people that do so much wrong, godparent and godchild, real talk, that they feel so guilty and they want to cut everybody. Oh, I'm leaving spirituality, that's enough, that's enough. Okay. I, I don't even ask why no more. But... I, I laugh because I didn't do anything. If you need me, I'm here. If you want help, I'm here. What I'm not going to do is beg you. And I, I remember my godmother saying that to us. Like, I ain't going to beg you. What the fuck is wrong with you? If you need help, I'm here. That's what I'm here for. But if not, okay. Comparison is the devil. I, I know a few god kids that's not mine. That'd be like, oh, you see that house? They over there. They doing this. They doing that. We not doing this over there. And I ask them all the same question. You ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready to get crowned. They over there crowning all these people. Why they ain't crowning us? You you got the money? No. So then what, what? Crowning is free now? Like, what are you doing to... To better yourself, what do you, do you know? What it entails? Are you learning who your ego is? Do you have your warriors? Are you knowing who that is? Did you, you know, do you have a locum? Are you really into stability? Are you praying? Do you know the prayers? Can you mow you by? Let me ask you that. Do you know your lineage? Where you come from? Huh? Okay. How you jump over all of that? Just ready to go and knock on the door to get crowned. All the people I know that over that skipped over all those steps of learning when they got crowned, majority of them, I could say out of 20, 18, which is sad, 
their Risha or their implements, whatever they receive, is either in Far Rockaway or at a church. And they walked away. Because the first thing they said, no one told me. Yes, they did. But you figured, you know, you're doing it for clout. Showing to us things I still don't know. And I'm learning. I'm learning each and every time. I'm learning. And some things I just say, it's not my time yet. I'm good. I'm good. I, I learn as it, when it needs. I will. And I'm grateful. I am grateful. But I'm not... I'm I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, you know, everybody's doing this. And, you know. Nope. 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 I told all my God kids one time, I said, learn to move you by. Oh, but I can't pronounce the word. Shit, I can't even pronounce English. It's okay. Reach or no. But you got to learn it so you can put yourself in alignment. You talk to a leg wide, everyone else. Learn it. Learn. 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 You know, your, your. Your godparents' names, their their santo names. Learn how you walk into a drumming, and you know, let's when I invite you to go to do some spiritual things, come, baby. <laughs> oh no, I had my boyfriend needed me. Oh no, uh-uh. yeah, no, I couldn't. I I was tired. I was hanging out last night. I said okay. One person sat and told me, well, we're not dedicated like you. I said, you're right. I never, I said, did I ask you to be dedicated like me? No. I said, okay. And I'm not. I had a God brother tell me that one time where he was like, you know, everybody's not like you. I said, did I give you that, that impression that I wanted you to be like me or did I? No, no, you didn't. But I'm, I'm saying it. Okay, then that's something that you need to deal with. Why are you comparing yourself to me? We don't even have the same crown. You're going to be crowned about the lie. I'm crowned Oshun. That, I, how, how are we the same? Like, well, it would not. <laughs> you know, all I can do is me. That's it. And to somebody else, I might not be doing it right. So all I know is Oshun told me one thing. And it's in my time. When you don't know, don't ask man. Ask me or a ruler. And that's good enough for me. Because man will tell you one thing one day and something else the next. She's consistent. He's consistent. So I'm good with that. And that's it. So, but I just needed to, to say that. I know I may sound like I'm venting or, or whatever. And however you take it, trust me, it's not no hidden agenda. I'm not throwing rocks in high hands. None of that. That's not me. But it's just something I thought that people should understand that... If you make a decision or you do something, have a conversation. Clear the air. And if both of y'all decide to agree to never mess with each other, that's great. Respect that. But that means you don't have to go around talking bad about them either. You don't have to go and sit and be like, oh, well, no, no. We don't rock. Oh, I wish them well. You know? And that's it. That's all at the end of the day. As always, it's been a plum pleasing pleasure. This is Bobby Ann's baby girl saying thank you for listening to the Back Porch Conjure. And a little spell of do. You want calmness? Burn some cinnamon with a little bit of vanilla flavoring. Let's calm that, this energy down, because everybody's on 10. <laughs>